Welcome back. We are on Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. We're talking about the letter to the church in Philadelphia, the church of brotherly love, where a guy loved his brother so much that he put his name on buildings and on put his image on coins and stuff like that, and hence they called the uh, city Philadelphia, because phila mean, means brotherly love, and he had love for his brother, so they called it Philadelphia. And it's often thought of as kind of a tit-for-tat type deal, not an unconditional agape love. So God wants us to have the unconditional agape love for Him and for people who love us and for our enemies. See, that's where God is so different than us. He has unconditional love even for those who reject Him um, because I used to reject Him until I decided to accept Him at 33 and he still loved me before I accepted him. But I couldn't have been in his presence in heaven because I hadn't truly uh, repented and accepted Jesus as my true sacrifice, understanding that he is my God. And I called him Lord of Lords, and he became the most important thing in my life. And all my relationships now seed off of that, now branch off of that. And so that agape love is important for us to understand because it it also shows us that we can't be saved by works because he loves us unconditionally, even without our um, good works that are in his name or otherwise. He loves us because he loves us because he is love. God is love. He is agape. But he can only have holy people and entities in his presence. So in his presence, and we're not holy and righteous, we need Jesus for that. We don't become righteous the moment we accept Christ. We're clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Verse 8, I know your works. So here he's saying, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. This is talking about good works, Christ-motivated works. Unbelievers will be judged for their works at the great white throne judgment. Believers will be, we use the word judged, but uh, the better way to think about it in our English vocabulary is rewarded for our works. We have eternal life. Works have no bearing on our uh, eternal life. It just has a bearing on the believer's rewards in heaven. So he's saying, I know your works. Well, let's look at Ephesians 2.8, which says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. I'll say that again, not of works, lest anyone should boast. We're saved by grace through faith, not by works. You're not saved but for your works. That We see that in Ephesians 2.8. Any religion or denomination that teaches differently, that's false teaching. It is works of faith, not works of law, that God wants. And we're saved by faith for our works. We're not saved for our works. We're not saved by our works. We're saved for our works. James in James 2.18 said, But someone will say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without works, and I will show you my faith by my works. So what he's saying is that if you have faith, God knows whether or not that's saving faith, that you have grace through faith, uh, you say by grace through faith. But other people around you, they don't know whether you've been saved because they can't see your heart, your relationship with Christ. But what they can see is, is your outward works that reflect Christ. And if they can see that, then they can see Jesus because he calls us to be his hands and feet. 
if you see a tree and your buddy says that there is an apple tree and you come and you look at it you know you visit your buddy every month for vacation he lives an hour away and you go there month after month year after year and you're like hey bud you sure that's an apple tree and he says yeah it's an apple tree and you say i don't see any apples in fact i see oranges or no fruit at all he says oh man just trust me the guy who sold it to me said it's an apple tree well have you ever seen apples no how do you know it's an apple tree? I don't know. So that's where that's an illustration of our works. Um, it's the purpose of them is to be the hands and feet of Jesus, so that other people will want to talk to us and see the difference in our lives, the peace and the joy that transcends very difficult circumstances. And that's another reason we'll, we'll talk about it as we get through. But there's purpose in suffering. There's purpose and suffering. I'll say that again. We may not realize it. We may not recognize it or appreciate it in the moment. And we don't say, yes, bring on my suffering because it's great. No, but there's purpose to it. So may we trust Jesus as we go through it. They trusted in the Lord. As a result, they were able to preserve the truth by living it out in their lives. So my question to you and my question for myself is, what fruit is there that you love Jesus? Does your neighbor, if I asked your neighbor, if they know if you love Jesus, would their answer be, no idea? And they'd be like, well, I doubt it because I see them doing blank, blank, blank. Or your colleague, or your brother, or whoever it may be. Our challenge is to say, I want my works to reflect Christ. Not to be saved. If I have Jesus, I'm already saved. But if I don't have works, if I'm not telling people about Jesus and showing them, then I've really got to question whether I'm saved or not. And so he says, eight, I know your work. See, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word and have not, 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 not denied my name. So we talked about, I know your work. See, I have set before you an open door. The door is open for any unbeliever. Salvation is offered universally, but it must be accepted individually. We said that yesterday. And it says, and no one can shut it. So again, eternal life is eternal. It can't be lost. No one can snatch you away. And it says, for you have a little strength. So what does that mean? You have a little strength. Is he calling them little people? Is he calling them weaklings? Is he making fun of them? No, he's recognizing and kind of bringing, calling it to their attention that in their own right, they are not, we're not powerful people. Men and women of giant proportion in their communities. And yet, God worked through them. And God chooses to work through people. Be they popular or unpopular. Wealthy or poor. Yes, he says, there will always be poor among you, but there, he works through Poor people, he works through little people. I, you know, I don't want to say that word and have any of you get offended. Um, he, just normal people like me. Like, I'm a little person, right? There's nothing big and special about me. I'm not rich. I'm not famous. I'm just a little person who loves Jesus. And so I want to tell people about Jesus. I do it through my work. I do it in the podcast. I do it through some other ministries that I do. But he works through people like us. And it's not because of me or my strength. 
I just know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Do you know that? Do you know that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you? And that's what he's telling these people. He's saying, I'm going to work through you. Just step aside and let my Holy Spirit work. Stop thinking worldly things. Get out of your own way because you're your biggest enemy, actually. You know, the thoughts that you have in your head, the thoughts that you plant there. And by the way, while we're on that topic, what are we putting into our minds? If we're listening to music and shows and things repeatedly or listening to wrong negative people or atheists or whomever it may be, people at work or the culture and emotional, social drive and quote-unquote social justice around us, if we're just doing that, then that's garbage in. And if we have garbage coming in, then we're going to have garbage going out. God wants us to fill our minds with the things of God, with reading His Word, with studying, with peers, with teaching, with learning, and with telling people about Jesus. Not huddling up just amongst ourselves, but we do need to huddle up because iron sharpens iron. But we also need to go out into our communities and our lives and our work and our neighborhoods and show people who Jesus is. And part of that is also then telling them who Jesus is. So God does mighty things through little people. And um, I pray that He would, we would all step aside more, think less worldly and more godly so that he may work through us. And that's myself included. I, I wish that he would, I would allow him to work more and more in my life day by day. He says, for you have little strength, have kept my word. So they held tight to the Bible, to God's word. They read and studied the scriptures. Here's my question. Are you? You have the Bible. It's on your phone. You got one next to your bed. You got one in hotel rooms, free at the library. There's no excuse. Are you picking up that Bible and reading it? Or when you pick up your phone first thing in the morning or at night, are you going to Facebook, check email and text? And you're just scrolling right past that Bible app that you could spend 10 or 15 minutes on. That's why I created this podcast. I said, I know so many men and uh, some women who, you know, want to know God or say they love God, but they also tell me that they, they're not in the Word daily. So I said, I'm going to create a podcast about 10 minutes a day that really gives, no, leaves people without an excuse or reduces excuses to say why they can't study Scripture. Just Pop this on while you're walking around the neighborhood, while you're walking up the stairs, the elevator, driving to your work, anything like that. And he says, have kept my word and have not denied my name. Have you denied the name of Jesus? Because he says these people haven't. But I want you to hear something in Matthew 10.33. Matthew 10.33, Jesus said this, but whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. So Jesus said that, let me put it in my words, if you deny me before men, before the people that, uh, I'm not putting it in my words, let me, um, let me just rephrase it. So Jesus is saying if we deny him before men, before our community, before our colleagues, if we're afraid and ashamed of the gospel, or we're just quiet about it. It's the same as being afraid and ashamed about it because it's the truth. And if you don't believe it's the truth, you're not going to talk about it. And even if you believe it's the truth, if you keep it to yourself, what, what's the purpose of that? Why would you hide a lamp? Why would you hide a flashlight that's on? Because no one else can see it. You've got to show that light, show Jesus. It doesn't mean we're going to do it all the time perfectly, but it means we're going to want a desire to do it. And when we're not, God's going to convict us and say, boom, boom, nudge us and say, let's go, let's go. Because he wants us to do that. That's how he gets glorified. And the chief end of man is to glorify God. 
So don't deny him, and he won't deny you. But if we read the, that verse backwards, it basically says, if you deny me, I will deny you. Oh, actually, it's reading it forwards. If you deny me, then I will deny you, is what he says. So make sure that's not you. Um, it used to be me. It used to be me. Lord, I thank you so much. I pray that whatever anyone who's listening to this, what they may be struggling with, whether it be finances, out of work, health scares, COVID issues, marriage problems, sick family member, I pray that you would just comfort their hearts and help them to realize that there's purpose in suffering, that you want us to persevere, to overcome, and we can be overcomers because of you, that we can do all things through strength, Christ who strengthens us, Lord, because you are God and you are good. Lord, we call upon you to strengthen us right at this very moment. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. Now it's time to go and make disciples, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to show people who Jesus is so that we have the right to tell them who Jesus is. I'd encourage you to share this by social media, text, or email with someone who you think could benefit from learning more about the Word of God. Have a blessed day.